The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Your hosts are Ken Roshan and Gisela Gonzalez. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Gisela. Hello, this is Ken Roshan. Gisela Gonzalez. And we have Kennedy. Hello. So we are going to be doing a veteran theme amplification. Are you guys ready to be amplified? Okay, cool. So uh, our first segment is going to be dedicated to American Dream U. They're the ones who actually inspired us to create this show. And Phil Randazzo, who is the person who actually created American Dream U, he recently had an event in Fort Benning last week, and I had the privilege and honor of supporting that event. Phil, how are you doing? Great. So what, how did you come up with the idea of American Dream U? You know, I've been, I've been working um, with, the, with the military since about 2003, uh, 2003. I am not a veteran. I just want to be clear on that. Uh, but uh, the first 10 years, I've been kind of was helping the wounded, their families. And then the last two and a half years have been focused on the transition, which for some, the transition um, hasn't been going great. Uh, I think for the majority of them, it's, 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 been, uh, it's been awesome. So the idea, Ken, was just to bring entrepreneurs, which we're going to hear from them, on this call um, to bring and have them share with those in the process of transitioning. So that's kind of how we got started, and we've done 11 different events this year, uh, six different bases, uh, the Pentagon, and then we also uh, spent a little bit of time in the White House. We got invited to the White House in March, which was kind of cool. Didn't meet the president or the first lady or anything, but uh, we did get to visit the White House. So, And I met you the first time to the Pentagon. Correct. And it was a lovely Greg Reed who put us together, so I'm very thankful to Secret Knock. And I recently saw you at Secret Knock. So we have four of your speakers. How many speakers have you had uh, work with you at these events? We've had over 140 um, come over the last two years, and we've got a waiting list of about 180 right now currently uh, for our next year's calendar. And before we go and introduce the uh, four of the 140, um, you had mentioned to me last week that you were looking at actually going international, and next year you'll be in Europe and possibly even Afghanistan. Is that, a, is that kind of where you're going with American Dream U? Yeah, correct. So we're going to do, we'll be in uh, Germany, Italy, and Belgium, and then we're still waiting. We need to figure out how we can get on a congressional plane or a USO tour, and then we'll spend uh, probably 10 days in Afghanistan next year. Well, since you know the speakers, I, I have met Kevin, but since you know the other speakers a lot better than I do, would you do the kind honor of giving a brief introduction uh, to each of them, and then we'll bring them on? Yeah, for sure. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with Griff, and Griff hasn't spoken yet. We're, we're going to try to get the calendars. I'm hoping that he'll be, be able to come out in 16, but he has uh, an amazing business. And, and Griff, correct me if where I'm wrong here, but um, he is, uh, has a business which sells 
Combat flip-flops, which I just ordered my, I think, fourth pair. Uh, I keep giving them away. They're awesome. And then also he has, and, and by the way, his business is in Colombia and in Afghanistan. That's where these things are made. Uh, so it's just such a cool business. And I interviewed Griff, probably one of my uh, favorite interviews I did out of about 90, uh, for a book that's coming out here in about a month called Mission Next. And so Griff was featured, I want to say, I think I saw him in Inc. Magazine. I mean, he's all over the place. He just has su- such an amazing business, and, and, uh, and Griff is awesome. So, and then we've got, I'll go to uh, Kevin, who I just got to meet just at Fort Benning, and he is uh, so dedicated to helping, besides his regular business, helping veterans transition and kind of navigate through the whole employment process, which has changed uh, dramatically. And I think what he's going to bring to the table uh, for the military is a, such a unique way for them to get noticed, besides the traditional send out 500 resumes and hope you get two phone calls uh, kind of a path. So, so Kevin is awesome. And then who we have Josh on here as well? Yes, and Tim. Uh, oh, gotcha. So this is Josh Marzen, right? Which Josh do I have on here? Josh Montz. Oh, Josh Montz. Oh, jeez, I got to go so many Josh. So, so Josh Montz, so he has spoken, I want to say, at five or six of our events. Uh, he transitioned out of the military about 18 months ago and landed at Tesla. And he and I have become... Um, I would say pretty good friends. I, I love hanging out with Josh, and he has such an incredible story. And and I know he's working on his book, and you know he has helped while he was in the military. He has helped so many different soldiers, and he continues to help uh, through the American Dream U program. And he is just such a such an awesome guy. And then who else do we have? I I, I apologize for not being more prepared. We have Tim. Correct. Tim, what's what's? And I'm drawing a blank. Tim, what's what's your last name? Nye, Colonel Nye. Oh, my gosh, Colonel Nye. That's why I didn't well, recognize Tim. It's Colonel yeah, Nye. And that, and that is the only reason I use the ring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Colonel, so Colonel Nye, right, right. Yeah, I'm thinking, Tim, I'm like, all right, I know a Colonel Nye. So, so Colonel Nye has spoken, I think, twice now, and um, he is, uh, you know, one of the other speakers said, you know, if you, if you picture a retired, a retired colonel, it's Colonel Tim Nye. And he, he is awesome, and he's got a son in the military, and he just spoke for us again at Fort Bragg, um, did awesome. And now he is uh, with Spartan Races, and he is leading uh, efforts for Spartan Races. And uh, just, just a really good guy, and I think that's all we have on the phone, correct? It is, and, and thank you, Phil, for doing the honors. I'll, I'll say that uh, you were a major part of this show actually coming together for our veterans theme. So, uh, Griff, you had talked to me uh, yesterday about a world record you, you're going to be uh, – not attempting, but specta- spectating. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, uh, we're going to be uh, tomorrow. Uh, retired PJ is going to be trying to do a world wingsuit record uh, down in Florida. So uh, if you guys want to go and check out Tactivate.com, you can go check out. They're one of our sponsor guys, but he is going to go set a world record uh, tomorrow. Be pretty cool. Hey, now, I gotta, I'm sorry. This, this is Colonel Nye. i gotta, I got to ask a quick question of Griff. This is amazing to me. I am sitting with all the Tactivate guys in Yolo, California. Uh, we're on the firing range right now, and we're going to be all jumping tomorrow. We're oh, doing awesome. the same thing. <laughs> small small world, because awesome. I've never met Griff, never heard his name before. Interesting. It's you just got amplified. <laughs> yeah, so, that, is, that is amazing. So, Griff, uh, share for our audience uh, why you're active, uh, why you're very interested in being active and helping veterans. Well, I mean, 
if you look at, you know, post-World War II, they came back, they, you know, they made the Corvette and they landed on the moon. And uh, I think everybody can understand right now our country and this world is in a, in a weird state of peril or flux. And if there's any group of people that are going to come back, we're going to be team-oriented in a strong network and they're going to demonstrate leadership to, to take our country to the next level and work us through these challenges, I, I firmly believe it's going to be the veteran community. I agree. Uh, Kevin, uh, what, what caused you to join with American Dream U? And, and uh, share with uh, the audience uh, a little bit of your experience with American Dream U. Yeah, so I was an infantry officer and then got out and became a headhunter. Um, and one of the chief frustrations that I've run into, I ran into it personally, and then I've also watched you know, fellow veterans suffer through, is, uh, is trying to find your purpose after you get out. And um, there's a lot of well-intended guidance out there, but... I, I didn't feel like there was anything that, that helped me do that, and it took me about 15 years to sort that out. Uh, so, you know, when, when I connected with Phil to have a platform to, to reach more individuals who are, who are on that precipice, you know, whether it's they're looking two weeks out from separation or six months or even on the backside of it six months after they've gotten out and they're kind of starting to realize everything they, they didn't know, um, you know, I thought, how, how, could I, how could I not do that? And I saw, I met you in Fort Benning, but I did not get to hear your speech. Can you give like a, a one-minute synopsis of what you were uh, teaching the troops? Yeah, so, so really, I mean, at the crux of it is that you're more than your MOS. I mean, kind of tailing off what Griff said. I mean, I, I firmly believe that you can do whatever you want when you get out. Um, and, and it becomes a, an issue of kind of approaching things like I did as a headhunter, which is let's identify problems, problems you can solve, and the people who are experiencing those pains and, and connect them and, and connect the two. And, and, I mean, that's as entrepreneurs what we do, and I think sometimes we take for granted that, that clarity of message and, and connecting and resolving issues. Uh, but even for those who aren't on an entrepreneurial track, that kind of advice is just it's, it's absent in the transition space. Uh, and uh, it's not since, HR, it's not it's not resumes. It's uh, this. It's connecting with individuals who've got problems. And I mean, I, I think we're all biased here on the call, but I also think we're right. <laughs> we can solve these problems better than a lot of other people out there. And uh, since we have a bit of a civilian audience out there, go ahead and explain what an MOS is. Uh, military occupational specialty. And uh, I, I want to make sure everyone includes their MOS when they do. Uh, open up on the air. So, Josh, I, I have to tell you, it was great meeting you, even though it was very brief at the Pentagon. And uh, when Phil gave me a, a rental car to drive from Atlanta to Port Benning, and for those of you doing that, that's almost a two-hour drive. And I was a little upset because uh, Phil did not upgrade me on the Avis from a Toyota to a Tesla. So I have to, first of all, Phil, we, we, have, we have to support our troops that are actually working for Tesla, okay? Um, so, Josh, why don't you share uh, how American Dream U has not only impacted you, but what you're doing to help American Dream U and the troops. Yeah, no problem. It was great meeting you as well. And uh, sorry we didn't get you in that Tesla for the rental car, but hopefully that'll be coming pretty soon. Um, yeah, what's, what's kind of interesting, Phil and I were fortunate enough to, to get uh, linked up about a year ago when I first joined the company and, and had just transitioned out of the military. Um, I was an infantry officer for the last 10 years. Um, uh, career was going great, but I had to make a pretty abrupt transition uh, due to some combat injuries I sustained and, and, and health issues that prevented me from deploying to combat anymore. Um, so I found myself pretty quick in a, in a, in a really rough transition spot and, and not having too much of a clue what I, I wanted to do. And what I've since learned uh, 
not only through American Dream U, but, but just sort of navigating my way through uh, this company in the private sector. The, a lot of the skill sets that, that many veterans bring to the table uh, can be found in the private sector in ways that they normally wouldn't think. Um, and it's, it's, you know, echoing some of the comments that are already made, um, you, you're not really defined by uh, what you've done in the military necessarily. It's, it's really conglomerate of all the skill sets that you can bring to the table and identifying a role in which you can maximize them for uh, an organization or, or down the entrepreneurial path. Can you give an example of some of those skill sets? Yeah, um, cross-functional leadership uh, is, is one of the first ones that comes to mind. Uh, you know, I, I, I notice an enormous amount of silos uh, in, in a lot of private sector organizations, and, and certainly, certainly that siloing is a, is a major problem anywhere you go. Uh, but as you tie it back to the nature of the counterinsurgency environment, where forming partnerships and collaboration and, and, and getting the support of the local population and leadership uh, is, is critical to success, a lot of those skill sets transition directly over into the private sector and solve some of the most complicated problems that they're having uh, within their organizations. And uh, Colonel Nye uh, with Spartan Races, please uh, share how you've been involved with American Dream U and, and what your message is to the troops. Yeah, no, my message is pretty much spot on with what I've already heard here. I mean, I got involved with American Dream U through Spartan, and I was asked to speak, and, I, and I've told Phil this many times. I did not feel... Uh, I was the model he was looking for because I'm not an entrepreneur. Uh, but I got there and I listened to everybody, and I was just blown away by uh, the the amount of dedication and knowledge, experience that the entrepreneurs were were giving of their time and their services uh, to the service guys, to the soldiers, and helping them transition. And it it was a humbling experience. Um, so it kind of took me from my own worrying about my own transition, if you will to a broader perspective and then, you know, what am I doing and how do I take that and then broaden it out to, to others? How do I help them with the transition? And quite frankly, everything we've discussed, uh, I'm fortunate when I speak because Spartan, which is an obstacle course racing company, if you don't know it, the, the, the tenets of it are very similar to the military. I mean, we're challenging people, obstacles, tenacity, resilience, all of those, those things we're looking for. So we're actively looking for military to hire. Um, particularly anybody in logistics, anybody who can plan, anybody who can make a matrix, anybody who can uh, uh, leadership abilities. So all of those things that come kind of second nature to most uh, anybody, uh, NCO, junior officers, uh, we're, trying to, we're trying to give them jobs as quickly as we can uh, because we recognize, as we talked earlier, the skill sets they have are exactly what we're looking for. So, Phil, I'd like to close out the segment, not necessarily that we're going to not continue with the next segment with this conversation, but I wanted to, uh, first of all, acknowledge you as a power of one person. I was pinching myself when I met uh, Josh and, and the other amazing speakers at the Pentagon that you're the guy who put this all together without your vision, without you stepping up. And it's, it's amazing that you actually first acknowledge, you say, I'm not a veteran, but you do all this because you actually care that much. And what, are, what is one of the biggest obstacles of taking American Dream U or what was an obstacle that, uh, that you had to go overcome to get American Dream U to be as successful as it is? Um, well, first I want to I acknowledge, Leon, are you on the call? I am. So we have, we have one, more, uh, one more veteran entrepreneur on the call, Ken. Can I just introduce him real quick and then I'll, I'll, I'll get to I'll that I'll tell question. you what. 
Tell you what, let's introduce, and then we're going to go to break, and you're going to answer the question. Go ahead and introduce Leon. Awesome. So, so Leon Wild is on the call. He is, uh, I think he's the only Navy guy uh, on this call, and um, he runs actually a company I'm involved with called uh, Tech Safe Teens or Drive Safe Mode. And Leon is awesome. He has spoken, I think, at three or four different events, and he is into the technology. He came from Evernote. And so, Leon, you want to just say a quick word, and then we'll get to break? I just wanted to, you know, thank you for having me. And uh, one of the things that I think I bring to the table that a lot of our other wonderful speakers don't is that I actually, you know, started out in the military as just an, you know, old-fashioned enlisted one. I'm not a colonel or a major or anything fancy. And I really like finishing out, you know, the last day if I can talking to the guys because, you know, I want to let them know they don't have to start out, you know, as an entrepreneur and have been, you know, even an officer. You can start out and work your way up from the bottom and get exactly where you want to be. All right, we're going to come back from break. You're going to start off with an answer, Phil, and we'll come over to you, Leon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. 
All right, I'm Ken, and we are back. And I, uh, during our break, I was told you're not supposed to necessarily have eight guests at one time. And of course, we weren't really planning on having eight guests. But you know, you ask veterans, you ask people that speak up for the veterans, and you're going to get 100% uh, participation. This was literally uh, Phil Rendaza's requ- uh, request to him to please get us some more veterans to jump on the line. And wow. So, uh, Phil, I was asking you what obstacles you've had to overcome to create American Dream U, and what obstacles you're currently uh, dealing with to make this a bigger uh, impact. You know, I, I think I think probably the biggest obstacle is just getting, uh, you know, soldiers to the event, and and we've been tied to the transition program, and the people that run the transition program are great, um, but it's one of those things where, and I think you know, people on the line can speak to this. It's you know, it's death by PowerPoint, you know, six eight hundred slides a day, and and so when they hear about another transition program, they think we're somehow tied to that program, and I think we're we're not. And so that's our big challenge is, is getting the word out. And, you know, some events like, uh, you know, Fort Bragg a couple weeks ago, it was standing room only. Uh, Fort Benning wasn't. Um, so, so I would say that's probably the biggest challenge. But once, you know, the soldiers don't know what they don't know. And then when they show up, and, and Colonel and I was there, you know, at Fort Bragg, you know, they were all told to be there. And, and by the end of the day, they were happy they were told to be there. So I would say that's probably the biggest challenge right now, Ken. And how has social media played a role in the success for American Dream U? Well, you would have to ask Greg and Jess on my team because I can barely spell social media, so I'm not, I'm not the guy. But I know that we have a, a big outreach uh, through our Facebook channels and our meetup groups. Uh, so it's definitely played a, a, played a big role. How it became, I have no idea. Okay, because one of the goals we have at the radio show is to actually bring people like you are and bring your organization on and amplify you, which is distribute the message so that you are having a lot more success and there's a lot more people aware of how they can support American Dream U. So we have a, a fifth guest that uh, you, I think you had five out of five people actually join the line. So Leon, if you're there, sure. uh, uh, you actually have uh, spoken, I'm guessing, at some of the American Dream U uh, opportunities. Can you share what your message was to the troops? Uh, I actually have done a couple of different types of events. My normal message is normally just to explain to them that, you know, the world is full of options. I literally went from, you know, an early employee at Spirit Airlines to an airline captain to just quitting and then going back to school for business and then, you know, getting into the app world. So, you know, one of the things I try to explain to them is no matter where you're at in your life, you generally have options. It's just a matter of figuring out what you need to get that door open and get into the next room so that you have even more options from there. Um, a couple other times we've spoken specifically to people that wanted to learn something, so I tried to find something that, you know, walks in line exactly with what they're doing. We recently spoke to the boss team leaders, and, you know, they were looking for jobs that soldiers could get, so I kind of tailored it towards, you know, micro degrees and learning coding and how they could get into coding without having to go through four years of college. And, you know, from there, if they wanted to be entrepreneurial, at least they would be making good money and they could move on from there. Okay, so we're going to go back to, uh, we're going to do one whole round again. I'd love to hear from each of you, what is something you had to overcome from, uh, from becoming uh, the veteran to actually going to civilian? And what is like a quote that you live by or a book that you've read that you would recommend so that our, our audience as well as troops that are listening could take advantage of this information? We'll start with uh, you, Griff. Yeah, I'll have to say I had many transitions. Uh, I got out of the military and I immediately went to building homes during the boom. Uh, so I was a fire support officer, so I was a captain, and I had no idea how to build a house. And I, I got out and I learned how to do that. And the 
the old ranger mentality of persistence wears down resistance, it just works. Um, you know, nothing's going to beat hard work, and you're not going to feel better until you do the work. So that's what I will tell to any veteran getting out is that you're going to be faced with a new challenge like you always were in the Army. you got to pick up, and you just got to work harder than the guy next to you to get it done. Um, and then as far as books that, that I really enjoy, uh, that I really helped me as I made my transition was Drive by Daniel Pink. And it really goes down to speaking about what makes people work in a corporate environment, and it's autonomy, mastery. And I think Tim and a few of the other guys mentioned it earlier, but it's your purpose. The veterans are purpose-driven people, and you have to find a spot in your life where you're working um, to where you can find that purpose. And what I tell veterans is you're often not going to find it in your first job out of the military. That's going to take you a while, but eventually you'll get around to it. Now, would you say that anyone that's transitioned out of the military, would you say it's an essential purchase to get compact flip-flops to make your transition a little bit easier? Yeah, only if you commit to not running. Um, they say our tagline is bad for running, worse for fighting. And so you just can't run in them and you're not allowed to wear socks in them, but they are a mandatory purchase for, for veterans to transition to the, to the civilian life. And uh, I, I was actually, you saved me from asking my second question, but since I want to be really the funny guy, I'm just, I was going to complain to Phil that he didn't provide them for our PT at Fort Benning on Thursday morning at 5.30 in the morning. So, uh, Phil, you're off the hook for bringing flip, combat No, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a shameless plug for Griff, and Griff has never asked me for, to do a plug, but I'm telling you, these flip-flops, um, besides the cool factor that they were built in Afghanistan and Cambodia, are awesome flip-flops. Um, I will take off my socks, you know, when I wear them, but... <laughs> These things are badass, and my kids, uh, that's where I keep buying them for. My, you know, people keep seeing my kids wear them, and I wear them, and they ask about them. Griff, they are they're beast mode flip-flops. Thanks, man. Awesome. I appreciate that we try to build, you know, we're rangers. We like to, you know, beat up our footwear, and uh, it's got to last. And the cool part about them is that it all goes back to a charitable contribution. So and we started out wanting to put girls in school in <laughs> Afghanistan, and our first year we put three girls in school in Afghanistan. Wow. Year to date, we're up over 55 years 55 girls in school in Afghanistan. That's awesome. So it's, it works. It, it grows, and it's just a matter of persistence. So, Griff, I, uh, I appreciate that. I'd like to have some American Dream U branded combat flip-flops. So let's, uh, let's go to Kevin. Kevin, same question. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm going to echo what you said, Ken. I didn't get my flip-flops, Phil, so I actually bought them <laughs> on my phone while we were waiting. Griff, so Griff, I'm a, Griff I'm, I'm, I want to say I hope I get a discount man. for buying uh, another five not, pair of flip-flops after this call. I'm just I'm just pointing it out. So. <laughs> Can I have some fake ones? Flip-flops, guys. Just keep saying combat yeah. flip-flops. It makes me happy. <laughs> right. I'm all about keeping everybody happy. Um no, I, you know, and this, I think there's going to be a lot of echoing and reinforcing, but I think it's also good because any veterans who are listening and veterans in transition are going to hear some themes over and over again. And I mean, there's purpose, but kind of like what Griff said, for me, it was giving myself and, and kind of redefining failure, right? Um, we don't like to fail. We frown upon failure, but this is a calibration process getting out and you're not going to get it right the first time as you're crystal clear on what you're moving away from, but you have no idea what you're moving towards, even if you think you know it. And, uh, and I think, I think we as a, as a group kind of tend to beat ourselves up sometimes about that. And it was one of the things I reinforced and it kind of wanted an affirmation for everybody sitting there in the audience at Fort Benning last week was you got to tell me you're going to give yourself permission to kind of go through this process. Cause it's, uh, hopefully it's going to be easier for you than it is for, you know, was for me or has been for some other folks, but, uh, but to do that, um, books. Wow. I don't, I don't even know where to start, but, um, 
I would say re- most recently one that, that I've read that I really resonated was Essentialism by Greg McCallum. And, uh, and, and that kind of singular purpose, focusing in on one thing and then just crushing it. Uh, and, and particularly for anybody who's thinking about going the entrepreneurial route because the bright, shiny object syndrome is, is something that um, can overwhelm you pretty quickly. Hey, Josh? Yeah, so I had a, a pretty abrupt transition. Uh, you know, kind of went from, from zero to, to having to completely transition out in, in roughly six months. And like I mentioned earlier, I, I really didn't know uh, what I wanted to do. And it, it, it was more of a, a knowledge gap that I needed to fill. You know, do I go the investment banker route? Do I go to the private sector? Do I, uh, do I, do I start a business? You know, there, there's, there's certainly ways that I could have seen myself doing all of those, but I simply didn't have the knowledge to really know what each of those functions entailed so that I knew that I would be maximizing the use of my skill set to contribute to whatever organization I, I would go to. And, and frankly, the only way that I, I really overcame that uh, was through mentorship programs like American Dream U uh, and, and, and some other senior mentors that I was fortunate enough to work with. You know, um, w- w- within this company, uh, specifically with Tesla, you know, I, I, I'm a, a, a combat-wounded infantry officer who deployed at the height of the surge in Baghdad and, and, and had a lot of really um, very intense assignments and missions throughout my 10-year career. Um, and the last thing that I ever thought I would do would be going human resources and occupying a role of human resources business partner at, at, at Tesla. And um, the reason that they pulled me in to do that was specifically for uh, my leadership backgrounds. And, uh, you know, just like many other things uh, within Tesla specifically, we, we do things very differently here. Um, and the, the, the leadership capability that you can apply in the human resources business part or role within this company and the impact you're capable of making is pretty profound. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and, and just, to, just to kind of put it in perspective, I, I, can, I can tell you, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating by saying this, the pace that I'm keeping up in this organization uh, and specifically within this role is at least equal to, if not greater than the pace that we kept up at the height of the surge in Baghdad. Um, so so I, I find myself in a constant state of optimal performance um, and, and being pushed to my limits and definitely connected with the mission purpose of this company. That's but it awesome. uh, took a lot of people to uh, guide me down this path and, and, and down that direction. And I think that's really what the value of Programs like American Dream U really can offer. Yeah, I'd like to echo how valuable American Dream U is for mentorship. And, and really the leaders and speakers that are there are actually uh, finding colleagues and, and mentorship from Phil as well. So thank you, Phil. Uh, Colonel Nye, same question. Yeah, for, for me, look, it's, it's loss of community. Right? And we talk about purpose, and maybe those two things are, are intertwined, but for me personally, you're looking at 33 or so years, you know, five years as an enlisted Marine, and then the rest of my time, almost all of it in special operations units uh, as an officer. So, so when I leave, not only do I, do I leave, but friends that I've known for 20, 25 years, um, you know, it's always hard to leave. And in military, people come and go all the time. So you're used to that ebb and flow. But but there are a core group of people that you run into over and over and over again, and there are lifelong friendships. And um, once you walk away, you kind of lose that a little bit. So as everybody else is saying here, American Dream you, is one of the things to bring community back. It's, it's a way to be back involved 
and, and back and to have that purpose, but also to have the community of um, like-minded individuals, if you will, around. So uh, I've been very fortunate. After I speak, you know, I always give out my, my email, and I give me emails every day from soldiers that have heard me speak that I just correspond with now. Uh, some of it's about transition, and some of it's just about life in general, So, uh, which I find very fortunate. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. Uh, and do you, do you have a quote you live by? Yeah, I would say, look, I'm not a, shockingly, I'm not a big reader. Um, self-help books particularly, but uh, I'm a movie man. I've seen every movie ever made in every language, and I'll go all the way back to uh, Sierra Nevada's, uh, you know, We Don't Need No Stinking Badges, and also Dead Poet Society, Carpe Diem. They both kind of say the same thing, you know. I, I don't need your permission. I'm going as I transition. I'm going to figure this out. There's a new model. There's a new paradigm. I, I'm here, and I've got to kind of find my way. Carpe Diem, the same thing, you know. Seize that opportunity. Say no to almost nothing. Keep moving forward, and and you know good things are going to kind of happen to you. Okay, and we're going to uh, finish up with American Dream U with uh, Leon. So, Leon, uh, please share uh, the same question. Yeah, I mean the biggest thing that I had when I was getting out was being tied to you know what the Army calls an MOS or the Navy calls a rating. I was a technical guy, so they, you know, spent actually almost two years sending me to school, and I could have gotten out getting, you know, a good job, making good money, and trying to explain to the transition office that I wasn't interested in doing this. I was interested in doing something completely different, just to them seemed like nonsense. So, you know, it was, I really got absolutely no help from them whatsoever making a transition into another career, which then eventually led me to where I am. Um, I could think of a lot of good books that I would recommend, but, uh, what I really live by is, you know, lead me, follow me, or get the H-E double hockey sticks out of my way. Great. Well, this this is so great that so many of you actually stepped up uh, on such short notice to help support American Dream U and actually bring enough content that we had to go two segments. But I do want to make sure our other two guests that are coming in that also uh, support the veterans get some time. I want to uh, remind people they can go to American Dream U on Facebook and all the speakers that were on the segment, and Phil, please invite any other uh, speakers that we're not able to make on a segment to share some of their words of wisdom because we're going to be pushing this out to a lot of people. And uh, specifically on Veterans Day tomorrow, there's going to be a pretty good viral campaign for this podcast. Will do. All right, so we're going to switch over to uh, Kyler, and Kyler is with Signals Social. Drew uh, Mondorf is unfortunately very sick, and so he's not going to be able to be on the program. Kyler is ready to go to answer some questions and uh, share what is Signals Corps, Signals Social. Good afternoon. How are you? Hello. Hi. Well, not to lie, I'm very, very nervous right now, so get that out of the way. <laughs> You're fast the most nervous part that is serving, so. Well, just tell us what uh, Signal Social is. Signal Social is uh, it's a platform that allows you know smaller businesses, local businesses, um, on up to even medium-sized businesses, to advertise you know on social networks, um, you know at a fraction of the cost of what it would be to go through, let's say Google Plus, LinkedIn, and Facebook all independently. It's it's a fraction of the cost, almost minimal. Well, and, um, we met we met you and Drew at uh, the Gorilla Global Summit, and I have to say that. Uh, Drew probably took over the entire event, and there were some uh, monster marketers. And I was so impressed with Drew's stories. He's he's quite the storyteller. I know you're a little nervous, but 
we're not going to put you on the spot to be a storyteller. All I want you to do is just uh, share what, uh, I, I guess, if you could synopsize the amazing story Drew shared about uh, what you're impressed with, but specifically that Facebook was uh, actually taken down. And uh, you can go ahead and share anything you like about him. Um, uh, so, uh, you may elaborate on, on how face on what he did with Facebook. Uh, let's switch to how Signal Social actually does save you money. Okay. So, uh, with Facebook, you know, um, for example, just to start up, you know, one million impressions would be at least four grand, and. Uh, Hold on one second. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I, I just got word that uh, Drew's willing to uh, go ahead and elaborate on that, if you don't mind. So. No problem. Hello, Drew. How are you? Hey, guys. Can you guys hear me? I can hey. hear you. Drew, go ahead and uh, tell us about Signal Social. All right. So, Signal Social is an ad platform that allows us to market the social media networks involved. What we do is we actually target out for the individual group and have it to where these small and medium businesses, even large businesses, can be target marketed to millions of people within minutes with our platform. We built it as an application basis to allow us to be able to reach into Google and find out analytically what is the best choice in marketing um, for the actual users. So we actually can help users capture all the personal data of everybody that is interested within um, their market and to be able to advertise. Now, with our posts, unlike a regular ad, when you post, it only says once and only stays once. Our system stays on their wall. So it allows for somebody to constantly be able to come back. So as you've seen, like a suggested ad on Facebook, the system there will allow you to uh, have that same suggested ad that stays there, though. So a user can come back and, and refer to it. So we've tried to figure out multiple ways to help the smaller business out without having the cost, and through our application basis, we now have that solution. And you only hire veterans, is that correct? Uh, we have a few non-veterans, but for the most part, yes. <laughs> the biggest thing about it is, you know, go, after I went in the Army myself and then having everybody else come out, if you look for that brotherhood, that loyalty, look for the guys that you know, you can give a directive to and it, it's going to be completed. And that's the reason why I do it. I mean, as you guys saw when we were out in Orlando, the amount of loyalty that I have with my guys is unheard of. I mean, you might as well as be in an active battle zone. So, and how many, how many people do you have working with you? Um, well, we have locally here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I have about six guys that are actively here. I have four guys in California, two guys in Washington, D.C., three guys in Georgia, um, yeah, that are currently here in the U.S. And uh, what would you say is the number one obstacle that you have to deal with to grow to the next level? Oh, uh, the biggest obstacle that we would have to do with this is we're not salespeople. <laughs> you know, we're uh, a lot of the guys that got together have many different facets of, hey, we went out and got into the IT industry, and we did really great at that. And then the problem with it was is we didn't get into sales. So I'd say our only problem is probably just dealing with the sales revenue and building that up while we're still building up our system. It's 
the only real hurdle. I mean, I've already gone up against Facebook, as everybody's already found out. Um, when you go and you're the little guy trying to get into the big kid's pond, let me tell you, sometimes uh, you get bullied a little bit. But once you strike back a few times, guess what? They, uh, they kind of just let you swim in your own little area. Drew, how does Signal Social save your money? Well, what we do, since we're an application basis, we save you money because we don't, we don't have to charge for the cost per click. So where all these other huge companies are charging for like a call to action campaign and you're going to pay a dollar per click that comes in, we don't have any of those costs. So yeah, we get to market out to millions of people. For the most part, it's the same millions of people you're going to go and have a one-time ad in front of. Now you have a poster board ad and it's a fraction of the cost per million. So it would be four, about $4,000, a little give or take, um, for an untargeted United States only one million users. All right, we're going to cut to break. I want to hear more about how you're doing that. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we are in our final segment, and we are going to be focusing on signals.social. And we finished up uh, two segments practically with American Dream U. So thankful for uh, Phil Rendazzo from American Dream U bringing on uh, five guests. And we kind of overloaded the line, so we went a little over time. But with Drew being a little sick, we're thankful that he was able to come on. And I'm going to turn this over to Gisela. She has a couple questions. Hey, Drew. So now that we know that it can save us money, uh, can you tell me what, what type of ads can you uh, run for us? Actually, with us, we can do everything from not only the likes for the regular pages on your Facebook, we can do call-to-action campaigns, which is the same ones that have the like, shop now, 
learn more, download, or we can do just the regular basic ads with the text. Those are the three primary ones that you can use on Facebook, and we have all those options still available also for every one of our users. What is the average savings? Um, right now, uh, approximately 89%. We're just about to break the whole 90% uh, as far as being able to do everything. As we still build out the more servers and everything we put up, it'll become a lot cheaper for us. But it, it'll be available for about 90% and savings without the cost per click. Is there any other social networks you can advertise with? Well, I mean, we are going to be including, we have currently Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Plus, and Twitter. We're going to be adding in Flickr, um, Pinterest, Instagram, and a few others. As we get going, it's more of finding out what the individuals that are looking for their, their leads and so forth or to be able to advertise what they need. It's not what we need. How can you find you? How can we hire you? Um, well, currently with us, we uh, have the option to be able to go over to SEOMPG or Signal.Social and being able to go through our resellers that are there. Currently, we stay as a private company available to still keep up the development, but we have resellers that actually resell our product for us just so that way we can keep up with the development end of everything. Okay, and I had a question for you about uh, where you served and, and how that helped you with your civilian life afterwards. Well, uh, when I was in the Army, it was more of finding out what I, which was the biggest thing. Um, when you go out to Afghanistan, and, or if you've ever been to Iraq, the biggest thing that you always do is, is your downtime. You don't know what to do, so you dwell. And... There's a gentleman named Brian Wilson who helped me out by giving me all the tools to actually come out of the Army, be able to go to college using my GI Bill. I went to RIT and be able to market out to myself, I guess you could say, as being an IT professional. Um, coming back and being able to get all the certifications, you know, it was a big hand up. And it helped me as a leader to come in and say, you want to let what is it that I look for? Now, I had hired a few other employees, and you find out that, you know, not every one of them is bad, but they're not all great. And the benefit of having a bunch of military guys is they all strive to be great. So it made it real easy for me to figure out what kind of actual target that I was looking to hire out of people, you know, that had prior military service and active military service. Um, to be able to come in and, and give them the tools to shape them to be leaders too. So as you probably saw from our event at Gorilla Marketing, all my guys know about our software, know about our product. They're constantly learning. I mean, some of these guys are, are have a problem with talking on sales or anything like that. Um, Kyler, as you could hear, was a little nervous. Those are the things that my guys overcome every single one of these hurdles. And we give them all the tools to help them overcome those hurdles and put them in front of things like, for instance, coming on a radio show to understand what it is to be put in front of the public in the public eye at all times, where any of the vets that are out there, they don't get scrutinized like that. And then normally anybody who does get that conversation gets it from, you know, people that they, they've always had with them, the, you know, their battle buddies, the commanding officer, you know, 
scrutiny isn't something that normally is a, a public thing. So this has been probably one of the bigger learning curves for our guys. But other than that, they're probably the most hardworking and most efficient guys that I've ever had. So. Well, I agree. When I met you at the Gorilla Global Summit, uh, you're a bigger-in-life kind of guy, and it was a, a pleasure to dine with you, and I, uh, your generosity was over the top. You basically fed the entire uh, summit, which took me aback at first, but uh, you, you're a giver, and I wanted to have you on this program because I know that it's not just the giving, it's the leadership. It's that you want to make a difference in the world. And I, I, the reason I uh, put you in the middle slot is because American Dream You has been a mentorship type program that has brought together, I believe it was 140 speakers, and their social media uh, presence is good, but uh, when you check it out, I, I think they would be a candidate for uh, certainly the technology you utilize to make them even bigger and more impactful for the troops that are transitioning. I know that's uh, a mission for you to uh, grow and uh, acquire these amazing, talented soldiers and give them the opportunities they deserve. And then the following person that we're actually kind of cutting into this segment is Sam Meeks, who actually has a platform called Sandbox, which is uh, I'll have him explain it a lot better than I can, but it's kind of like a uh, reunion or, or uh, uh, it's, it's like uh, going back to this class that you were in as far as like a platoon or a, a squad and actually be able to find the people that you serve with. And it's also like a Facebook or a social platform. So uh, why don't you tell me uh, as a final question, what is a quote that you live by and or a book that you recommend to the people that start working for you? Well, my, as you saw with my little picture there, give me an enemy that I can respect. And, and the reason for it is, is if you have something that is your obstacle, that is your everything, if you can respect it, you can overcome it or you can defeat it. Otherwise, you constantly fight your own battles. All right. Well, thank you very much uh, for coming on the program. You are a trooper for uh, get on the line. I know your throat's hurting you a lot and you're under the weather. So uh, we'll talk offline. We're going to have you back on the program another time. So we're going to switch over to Sam Meeks. Are you there, Sam? Ken, how are you doing? Great. Uh, we are obviously cutting into your segment. So uh, my apologies. Uh, we had uh, a lot of speakers from the American Dream You come on board. So we had to extend the time a little bit. So why don't we make sure we cover the most important thing, which is what is Sandbox? What did you have to overcome to do it? And where are you heading with Sandbox? Sure, absolutely. Well, it was great to listen to everybody, you know, talk about their leadership philosophies and everything they've learned throughout their journey. So, uh, you know, I really think what everyone's doing between American Dream U and Signal, you know, hats off to you guys. Um, but, you know, but more specifically on Sandbox, you know, what we've set out to do is to better connect our military and veteran community. And I think, as you said earlier, the way we're doing that is really leaning on the social structure of the military, which happens to be the organizational structure of the military. So those platoons, the battalions, the detachments, sections of those wings, you know, those are really where the glue exists for our time in the military, whether it was active or reserve or veteran. So, um, you know, that's, that's what we call the on-the-grid side. Um, the off-the-grid side is uh, sandbox letters, and that's really where we're actually putting a lot of our resources into growing right now. Um, so when you think about our folks that are off the grid, what does that mean? That means they, they don't have access or little, little access to digital um, or access to their phones. And those folks are predominantly, you know, people that are in basic training or OCS 
or in a training environment where, um, you know, they're just not allowed to have, you know, any access to digital. Um, there's also a significant population who's deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan or places around the world that, you know, have little access as well. So we wanted to include them in our thesis of better connecting the military community. And so um, the Letters platform allows you to send a physical piece of mail directly from the phone. So you can snap your photo, upload your post, and hit send. We create that physical piece of mail, deploy it, and uh, what's really neat is we include with each letter parcel a stamped and addressed envelope to go right back to the sender. So it's the most efficient round-trip communication from on the grid to off the grid to back on the grid. Um, so, um, you know, and, and again, that's really where we're putting a lot of our focus right now is growing the letters platform. But, um, you know, as you can imagine, it's organically really, uh, you know, turning into folks that are using Sandbox to stay connected to their platoons, the folks they were just in boot camp with, their recruiting stations, and even on the veteran side, uh, you know, the, the folks they serve with during Korea, Vietnam, or, you know, even just a couple years ago, like, uh, you know, some of the folks that have just made the transition. And you were enlisted in the Marine Corps in 2002, that's correct? That's right. And uh, it is the Marine Corps birthday. I'm sure you know that. Yes, I do. <laughs> and that's kind of why I was hoping you'd say that. So tell me, uh, tell me about uh, an experience you had to overcome in the military. You know, I, I think uh, um, coming through the military, you know, you, you are faced with uh, a number of large challenges. And I think, you know, met, a lot of them are, are really personal on who you are and how you shape your leadership career. And I think that there's, um, you know, we all go through these moments where we get promoted and we realize we have so much more responsibility and accountability for not only what we do and what we say, but for, you know, in my case, the Marines that are underneath me or, you know, the, the folks that, that work for us. And, you know, continuing to, to you know, step up to the plate, um, you know, to move yourself forward and uh, become a better leader, it, it's hard to do. Um, um, and, you know, you, every, you, you always look back on, on, our, on these things that we did throughout the military. I was like, why? why? That didn't make any sense. And then as soon as you get to a certain leadership position, you have that, aha, now I realize why I counted those, you know, those, those rounds so many times. Or now I know why I had to clean my rifle every night. Or now I know how, why we had to field day or, or, you know, PT or all this kind of stuff that, you, you know, I think initially as a young, young leader, you might think, why, why are we doing all this stuff? So, um, you know, continually trying to, you know, make yourself a better leader um, and, you know, looking at the relationships that were, you know, created throughout our organization and finding the folks that were really leading the way and trying to mimic them uh, and grow, grow yourself personally, I think, uh, you know, was consistently a challenge. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, what's really led me and I think a lot of the folks that, you know, I really love to become great leaders. Well, I know that you are going to be driving down from Connecticut to be on the show and that uh, the rain uh, and the traffic caused you to not be here live. And I know you're going to be here soon. So we'll continue not only the conversation, but we're going to certainly have you back since you're in the backyard of D.C. So we actually have to sign off real soon, uh, Sam. But I, I wanted to ask uh, if you could tell people where they could find out more information about Sandbox. Sure, absolutely. So Sandbox is spelled with two X's and it's sandbox.us is the URL. Uh, you can also search the Google Play Store and the iOS App Store uh, for Sandbox, again, with two X's, and find the app and uh, connect to the folks you serve with. And, you know, being that it's Veterans Day tomorrow, you can send a letter to a veteran directly through the app. So, uh, and we give everybody the first letter for free. So 
please fire away and, and say thanks to those that have, have served. Well, Sam, thank you so much for being on the program. And you have been amplified. So is American Dream You. And we want to make sure that we're supporting you. So we're going to have you on as a future guest, uh, hopefully very soon. See you live in, I guess, 15 minutes or so. Thanks, Ken. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplify. Be sure to join Ken Roshan and Gisela Gonzalez again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.